0: I'd just like to pause and think a little bit about the question that Jesus asked. What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? Isn't it a little odd, just a little bit odd, that Jesus would ask such a question? I mean, isn't it obvious to anybody there, here's this blind man, he's a beggar, he has tremendous need, and Jesus is asking him, so... What would you like for me to do for you? It's It seems a little bit of an odd question in the face of such uh, obviousness. But I believe what the Lord is doing here, um, many things in this passage I suppose we could talk about. But the one thing that I was really trying to even minister to my own heart is this. Uh, the Lord is not asking these sorts of questions in order to get information from us. He is not asking these questions in order to um, understand better our situation. He knows everything. This is for our own benefit. And that's why I titled this meditation Extracting Specific Prayers. The Lord has His way of extracting from us specific prayers. Because we could make the case... Lord, isn't it obvious what you should be doing in this situation? Look at the nation. Look at our families. Look at our churches. Isn't it obvious? And we could almost get to this point where we don't we don't need to state the obvious. The Lord should already know what he should do. But that's not the way the Lord works. That's not the way prayer works. Prayer is, and there's a couple of things that I was just jotting down about this passage. You know, it's not enough. There's some things that are not enough. There's, it's not enough, number one, that he was the son of honor. It wasn't enough that he had the right name. He had the right name, Bartimaeus. That wasn't enough, obviously. And Revelation 3, 1, see the church of Sardis, that they had the name of life. You have the name that you live, but you're dead. Just having a good name, a Christian name, or some sort of a label that we put on ourselves, that's not enough, friends. And it's not enough, number two, that Bartimaeus heard about his fame. You see, in verse 47, it says that he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, and of course he knew Jesus' fame and reputation preceded him. And it's not enough for us to just know about the past. You know, I have this book on on revival, and a lot of it has to do with uh, recounting the stories of the past. And we we do that aplenty on calls like this. And, uh, of course, the Bible is full of records of God's great works in the past, but it's not enough. It's not enough that we know and have our heads filled with the details of past revivals it's not enough it's not enough that we ask for general things number three uh, verse forty seven Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, have mercy, have mercy and that's a that's that's I would say that that's a a very good request, but it's a very general request. It's a lot of what we do, I think in public prayer meetings where we keep things safe as it were. Uh, and we go down the general road, you know bless us or bless our missionaries or bless our church or and 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 we just keep things general there 's a sense that when we keep it general there 's safety because um, well, if the answer doesn 't come it 's not like a direct failure it's it 's somehow couched in these generalities, so less of a risk, if I can put it that way well it 's not enough that we pray general prayers. And I would say it's not enough that we pray persistent general prayers because you see there that Bartimaeus, he was very persistent. People were telling him, hush, be quiet, settle down. Um, You know, you're making a great to-do here. And uh, he cried out all the more. And that's good. We, We learn a lot about persistence here. But I would say it's not enough that we have persistent, general prayers uh, saying, Lord bless us, Lord bless us, Lord bless us. Well, Jesus extracted what he was looking for, specificity in his prayers. Because in verse 51, Jesus asks that question, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And that is where... I believe we need the most help sometimes. Often in our private prayers, we're, we're good about this, but sometimes I think we do need help in this department because we can pray a lot of good prayers and, and very general prayers, but I think we need to be um, exercised more and more in being specific. We're asking the Lord specifically for things, and we're we're putting names, and we're putting... Uh, things very specifically before the Lord. Now, this isn't always, always appropriate to do with every small detail in a public prayer meeting, but certainly in our in our certainly in our private prayers, we should be specifically asking the Lord for things. And this is why I tied it to what what I heard uh, a couple of days ago at our prayer meeting at our church in Zechariah ten verse one. It says, "Ask ye of the Lord." rain. Now that's specific. That's a command that's telling us, it's inviting us. Ask, the Lord is saying basically, ask me for rain. You do that. Ask me for rain. And that's what we're doing here in this prayer meeting. We are asking for the Lord something very specific, aren't we? And sure there's risk. Well, what if, you know, but let's not allow that spirit of unbelief to just clutter our minds ask me for rain now that's specific and obviously we understand that in in the bible way of things rain showers they come from heaven it's the blessing of heaven i'll just leave you with this one final uh, quote from a sermon from spurgeon a sermon that I go to over and over again. It's called True Prayer, True Power, and on this business of specificity. And I quote, To make prayer of any value, there should be definite objects for which to plead. My brethren, we often ramble in our prayers after this, that, and the other, and we get nothing because in each, we do not really desire anything. Isn't that the case? We chatter about many subjects, preach theology to God, that's my words, but the soul does not concentrate itself upon any one object. Do you not sometimes fall on your knees without thinking beforehand what you mean to ask God for? You do so as a matter of habit without any motion of your heart. You are like a man who should go to a shop and not know what articles he would procure. It's like you're going to a store and you don't really know what you want to buy. He may perhaps make a happy purchase when he is there, but certainly it's not a wise plan to adopt. And so the Christian in prayer may afterwards attain to a real desire and get his end, but how much better would he speed if he had prepared his soul by consideration and self-examination? He came to God for an object at which he was about to aim with real request. Did we ask an audience at Her Majesty's Court, we should be expected to reply to the question, What do you wish to see her for? We should not be expected to go into the presence of royalty and then to think of some petition after we came there. Even so with the child of God, he should be able to answer the great question, What is thy petition? Imagine an archer shooting with his bow, not knowing where the mark is. Would he likely to have success? conceive a ship on a voyage of discovery putting to sea without the captain having any idea of what he was looking for? Would you expect that he would come back heavily laden with the discoveries of science or treasures of gold? In everything else, you have a plan. You don't even go to work without knowing that there is something that you designed to make. How is it that you go to God without knowing what you designed to have? Anyway, he goes on... um, and he, he labors on this point of having specificity to our prayers. And so, I would like to just leave that with you. That in our, in our own personal prayer lives especially, and certainly collectively, but especially in our own personal prayer lives, let us, let us have much more specificity and object and aim in our prayers. And then when the answer comes... We can say, I prayed for this, and look how God answered that.